Business Women Rock, Episode 14. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock Podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible business women. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What's up, ladies? Welcome to the 14th episode of the Business Women Rock podcast. Are you ready to take your social media presence to the next level? Then go see the team at Kim Media Strategies, who will help you create and implement a really effective social media campaign. Go to Kim Media Strategies with one M, KimMediaStrategies.com forward slash BWR. You are so in for a treat today because my interview is with Jessica Singer. She's the founder of MamaBargains.com. MamaBargains.com is an online one deal at a time website that offers 50 to 80% discounts on products for moms and babies. She's been featured in the Boston Globe style section as a leader in the industry and has been recognized by national bloggers as a resource for hip mamas. Jessica is an incredibly business savvy woman and just has so much to share about how she even started her company how she has built it up to what it is today, and what it really takes to run an e-commerce business. So turn up the volume. The interview starts now. Jessica, thank you so much for being here with us on the show today. I really appreciate it. No problem. You started your business in 2008 when, you know, the economy wasn't looking so great. What did life look like for you back then? And what really inspired you to even start the company? So back then, besides the fact that our families thought we were completely out of our minds because we had a two-year-old and I had just had another baby. So we had a a five-month-old and a two-year-old. So really small children. I was a stay-at-home mom. My husband is an engineer full-time. We were shopping a website called Steep and Cheap really regularly. They're um, a -a one-deal-at-a-time website that offers gear, sort of outdoor gear. And here in Utah, it's a really popular company. They're based here in Utah. They're owned by backcountry.com. And one day my husband came home and both he and I shopped cheap and cheap. So because it's one deal at a time, there might be something up for a woman and then 20 minutes later, something up for a man. So there were times he would come home from work and we would have several packages on our door because we were completely frequent shoppers of this website. And one day he came home and he said, we kind of need to like turn this around and, uh, you know, be shipping packages out instead of receiving packages constantly. And we kind of made, you know, it's the ongoing joke between he and I. We were always laughing at how many packages were coming and the fact that the UPS driver and I were on a first-name basis. And my two-year-old looked forward to seeing Skyler, the UPS driver, come to our door every day. So that's kind of where it started. Where it went from there is... I couldn't get the idea out of my mind as sending packages out instead of receiving them. So I had a dream one night, and I know it sounds totally cliche, but I did. I had a dream. We started a company called Mamazon, and in my dream, Amazon starts to sue us, and it just you know turns into this almost a nightmare, essentially. But when I woke up, I realized I, I think that I was maybe onto something. And so we were heading to our friend's house for a Persian New Year party very early on in 2008. And we kind of thought, 
hey, you know, I'm going to tell my husband about this story and I'm going to see what he thinks about it. So I tell him I know exactly where we were at when I shared the story with him of, of, of the dream that I had had. And his response to me was, he, he kind of looked a little puzzled at first, and then he looked at me and he said, well, what if we did something that's like steep and cheap, but for moms instead? And I, it was that light bulb moment that we always knew we were destined to have, but we just hadn't had it yet. It was a complete light bulb moment. I've never believed in light bulb moments until that moment. Did you have any business experience up to that point? Like, did you have any idea? Like, had you owned a business before or anything like that? I would do photo cards for family and friends, and I had a very small online presence. I wouldn't even call it an online presence. That was my only experience that I had, really, was it's essentially now when you have an Etsy account, I have had an, basically an Etsy account long before Etsy even existed. That's like how small I was. So that was the extent of my business ownership experience. But everything happened so fast from that dream on. We, we just knew that that was our moment. We knew that that was our moment of glory that we needed to take hold of or lose it forever. You had the dream. You had the light bulb moment. And then what happened? What did you do? So we kind of ran it through a few friends. Hey, what do you think of this idea? We got a lot of pushback. Our family, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, thought we were out of our minds. You know, internet can be really hard. You know, no matter what business you're in, internet, online business, especially only online business, can be really, really challenging. So without having a presence and having to grow it, I mean, this was only five or six years ago, and technology has changed so much in the span of five or six years that we were really jumping into something that we didn't have experience with. However, what we did have was the persistence and patience. That is my key phrase. Those are my words that I will stick with for the rest of my life because you can't have one without the other. And we stuck with it. And moving moving forward with it, what I mean by it happened so fast is I just had that persistence to just make it happen. I decided to sit down and knowing that backcountry.com and Steep and Cheap are local companies, I thought, you know what, I'm going to figure out who the owner is of backcountry and I'm going to see if I can just pick this guy's brain because that's really what I need. I just need to sit down with somebody who's been there and done that and find out if this idea is a good idea or find out, I, I, we weren't 100% sure if we wanted to just give the idea to him and say, hey, this would be a great idea, you should do this, which kind of really would have been a silly plan to give somebody else this great idea. But he had the experience and the know-how. So I dug around, did some research, figured out his name is John Breesey. I figured out who he is, who is John Breesey, what he likes, what his flavor is. I just figured out what his personality is like. And from that, I sat down and I drafted an email. And the subject line just said, a badass idea for a badass company. That was all it said. And I did it specifically because that's his flavor. That's the way he likes to talk. That's the way he likes to be communicated to. He's a very blunt, straightforward, chill, laid-back kind of guy. And so I wanted to talk to him in his voice. The body of the email was one sentence. It literally said, I have a great idea utilizing a steep and cheap concept for a different demographic. Are you curious? And I hit send. And I kind of hit send thinking, well, that's kind of a pipe dream. I'll probably never hear from that guy. Two hours later on a Saturday night at like 8 p.m., I get an email back from John Breesey. And his response essentially was, 
of course I'm curious. Curiosity is my nature. Let's talk. And it really went from there. We scheduled a meeting with him. We sent him our business plan. He had our business plan and reviewed it before we even met with him. We ended up meeting with him about a month, month and a half after that initial email communication. And, you know, he looked at our business plan while we sat in his office and kicked his feet up on his desk with his cool little New Balance sneakers and tossed the business plan under his desk. And he looked at us and said, I love it. I love this idea. I want to see what you do with it. Check in with me in a couple months. I want to see, I want to see where you've taken it. And that was our, that was our nudge. Our last little nudge we needed to take the idea and just run with it. I needed somebody to, to give me a, a little bit of a, a pat on the back, a, a little bit of a, you can do it. He just gave us that, a total vote of confidence from a professional who had been there and done that. It was, it was really an amazing moment for both my husband and I. And then we left and everything else and, and it happened so fast. I picked up the phone right when we got back from the interview. I started cold calling. And those calls, let me tell you, were the most challenging calls I've ever had to make in my life because who really wants to call vendor and say, oh, hey, I'd really like you to offer me product at half of wholesale price so that I can then sell it to my customers at wholesale price. Nobody else had done this before. This, this was, Model Bargains was the first one deal at a time website for mom, kid, and baby. And I will tell you right now, we are not the biggest deal set out there. We have competitors that are half our age that are 10 times our size. That isn't what matters to me. What matters to me is how we do what we do and how we enjoy doing what we do. And because we do it well and we still enjoy doing what we're doing, none of the other competitors really impacts me in a negative way. They, they give me drive to succeed. But I sat on my living room floor making those phone calls, doing those cold calls, getting hung up on, needing a lot of resistance. Uh, you know, the very first call I made, had it not been a yes, it probably would have been really challenging for me to continue on, but I still would have continued on. So my very first phone call was with Kimmy and Leslie diaper bags. And they had a stock of 500 diaper bags that were just sitting in their stock room, just completely overstocked merchandise or discontinued patterns. They just didn't have a need for them anymore. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'll tell you the numbers right now because it was the first deal I ever struck. And I really thought I was going to have a heart attack when I got the yes. It was 500 diaper bags and all I had in our savings account was $3,600. That's all I, that's all we had. $3,600. And I, I said to the guy, I said, I can't, I can't give you $30 per diaper bag, but I can buy all 500 diaper bags and take them off of your hands. What I can give you is $3,600. That's what I have. And he took it. And a week later, my UPS man, Skyler, was like, what, in, what on earth did you buy now? As he was unloading his entire truck full of boxes after boxes after boxes. So many boxes. Our whole garage was filled with diaper bags. It was insane. But so at this point, we hadn't even launched our website. Can you jump in here really quick just for so all of our listeners can really understand the logistics of how this online business works? What is the system it takes to run an online business? So essentially... You you line up different vendors that have really great products that you believe in, that you feel like your customers are going to love, that you feel like you would stand behind and that you would enjoy yourself using or that you have used. 
So you look for those vendors, you reach out to them, and you either get a yes or a no. The whole process of it is it's quite detailed. The, the website portion of it, and when we first launched, having to find a developer was one of our most challenging obstacles that we had to get through on a very early on basis. Our very first programmer had not enough experience to do what we'd hired him to do. And we had 500 diaper bags burning a hole in our pocket and, and uh, taking up all of our garage space. So we needed to find a really good developer that could really develop exactly what we wanted him to develop. So early on in the development, we actually let the first developer go, which was hard and it did cause a roadblock for us because we had actually planned on launching in April and we ended up launching in the end of May as a result of our first developer not being what we had actually envisioned him being. So the different layers involved, they're, they're, so, they're so varied. And a lot of them are obviously very proprietary for us. Um, but so that the listeners know the different steps involved in not only starting a business, but in starting an online business. You, you can't have the face-to-face -face interactions that you have in a brick-and-mortar store. You need to make sure that what you're putting on your website is visually pleasing to the eye. If it's not, nobody will want to stay on the website for any amount of time, and you'll have really high bounce rates. And There, there are so many different pieces that we had to learn early on. And when I say learn, I 100% mean learn. We did not have experience running a website. We've learned everything firsthand and we're still learning. Every single day we are learning something new. You and your husband work in this company together and you started the company together. Talk a little bit about the roles that you guys have, how you work together, how you turn off the business, how you integrate it into your life. That is one of the most common questions that I get as a business owner. My husband and I work so closely together. We've kept him part-time at his engineer position for a very good reason, because we have to get in the same bed at night, and we want us to like each other at the end of the day. You know, we're, we keep everything really relative. People are very surprised. When we have new employees come into Mama Bargains, they get introduced to Stanford, and of course, they get introduced to myself, who really don't realize right away that Stanford and I are husband and wife. We just interact with each other in a very professional manner. There are definitely times we butt heads. When we're, at, when we're at the office, when we walk through that door, we are business partners. And you might catch us giving each other a goodbye kiss here or there. So obviously that kind of breaks the mold a little bit, but it also keeps us human. We are husband and wife at the end of the day. So it's hard to be around him and not want to give him a goodbye kiss when he walks out of the building and you know, heads to his other job that he keeps as he keeps it as a means of separating himself from what we are buried in 24 seven, because that's the other part about owning a website that a lot of people don't necessarily consider before getting into running a website. You can't clock out. You don't have office hours. Your website might crash at two o'clock in the morning and you're the one that answers the phone call. Either way you look at it, being married, being business partners, separating it. We have three young children. So it's really vital for us when we come home to know how to turn it off. You have to know that right balance. 
Jessica, tell us a little bit about that first year in business. You you got everything together. You launched your site. What did you do to get the initial marketing out there for your site? What kind of things did you have in place to, to make sure that you were getting traffic right away? So the first year was like unicorns and rainbows. It was so beautiful. It was not a lot of work. We didn't know what the hell we were doing that first year. And I'm being brutally honest. We, we really didn't. Everything was so super trial and error. And as a result, we have a business that boomed and we launched it in the middle of a down economy. And I really think that it was a mixture of the right time and the right place and the right need for the right demographic. And as a, as a result, our very first year, we experienced 563% growth. Wow. The first thing I did was get onto my baby center account that I had back then. And I started talking about Mama Bargain because that was free marketing. Why would I not want to share it with all of the people that I've been communicating with for years on Baby Center? Well, then I soon got blocked. I'm sure, you know, I've probably spammed people talking about Mama Bargains. But it's what you do when you first launch a business. You use every tool that you can think of. Every single tool that you have at your fingertips, you use it until you can't use it anymore. And those were the things I did. I talked to all my friends about Mama Barkins, and then my friends talked to all of their friends about Mama Barkins, and it really went from there. I can honestly say that our first year in business grew almost 100% because our friends and family really took a hold of, wow, this, the singers did it. They took this idea that they had, and we thought, we, we thought that they were out of their minds for launching this business while they had two young kids. But look, at, they did it. So let's help them grow it. And really, word of mom, as I like to call it, uh, really, that first year, had it not been for all of our friends, all of our family, and then all of their friends and all of their family, and so on and so forth, those moms that gave us a chance, I will be eternally grateful for. I mean, I still remember the first five customers we had. I will never forget those first five people that, they didn't, they weren't the names of my mom and my best friend. And, you know, they weren't familiar names. They were names of people that I had never heard of before. And they took a chance on Mama Bargains and then they helped spread the word. And then you started seeing those people posting on Baby Center about Mama Bargains. So then it wasn't me getting blocked. It was probably them <laughs> getting, them getting blocked subsequently for chatting it up about this new website to shop. So 100%, ma, you know, the word of mom was a really big deal for us. So the word of mom, that grassroots marketing really worked and obviously skyrocketed you that very first year. Talk to us about what that meant for your business. You obviously were growing and growing fast. Walk us through what you had to go through in order to manage the growth of your business. Well, the first the first thing was first. I, I had really high hopes that I would be able to work out of my basement for the first two years of our business. That, that was my goal. I'm going to work out of my basement. We're going to have little to no overhead. We'll have a small warehouse, which really, I mean, if you could have seen my garage and my basement, you would have died laughing. I mean, it was to the wall, just jam-packed with products. And soon after, we, we thought that we could live like that. Holy moly, a growing two-year-old and a baby that was now a year old, not going to happen. So we ended up moving into a storage facility 
which is hilarious because I think now about our trucks delivering and have to, we have to go let them into the storage facility, which was gated, and they'd have to pull up next to our storage unit and unload their pallets of product. It was kind of, uh, it was kind of humorous, and it was it was totally grassroots growth. This this was you know some stay at home mom who's running a business out of her basement, and now letting the trucker into her storage unit to drop off you know pallets and trucks full of product. So we grew from that into a small warehouse, and the small warehouse didn't even have office space. So it gave us the ability to get everything out of our house, our basement, our garage, and everything out of storage, and then put that all over into the small warehouse. I still worked out of my basement, but I really thought that I could run everything for two years. And I I don't even know how I how, – how did I even come up with that idea that I could do that for two years? I lasted three months before I had to hire my first employee. And at that three-month mark, everything – the books, all, all of our bookkeeping – Everything was already getting messy because it was we were so busy because I was doing sales and I was doing customer service and I was talking to our developer every day with new website enhancements. So first employee, uh, just a couple months old, we hired a bookkeeper and we hired a customer service person and they worked out of my basement. I mean, my basement just became a home office and it lasted like that for about six months until we realized we were even growing out of that small space. So then we ended up moving into a new warehouse, which we're still in now. We've been in this warehouse for up close to five years now. And it's 5,400 square feet of warehouse space and then another 1,600 square feet of office space. So we grew from basement to storage unit to small warehouse to nice big warehouse and office space. Can you explain the process of hiring your employees and what kind of leader you are and how you manage them to do the job that needs to get done in order to maintain the culture and the high quality of your business? So for me, my very first employee, she was amazing. And while she's not with us now, her name was Reese. She was one of the best employees we've ever had. She really helped us get off of our feet. She was super organized she was a friend of mine's daughter, and she really did amazing things for Mama Bargain. She's a lot like me in that she really just likes to take things and run with it and really be – she was a leader herself. And so I think with my first employee, I think that that was the best decision for me to make. It's very, very hard as a business owner to relinquish your role or pieces of your role to somebody else that you, you have to put it in their hands and hope that they care for it and, and nurture it as much as you would as an owner. That is the single most challenging thing, I think, as a business owner, is to let other people take the responsibility off of your plate because you can't do it all. You can do it all for the first little bit, but you will soon realize you cannot do it all and you have to learn how to trust somebody else to help you, somebody else that can pick up pieces for you, because all that will do for you is free you to do, to do other things, to do what you're good at doing, and that's running a business, and that's growing a business, and that's helping a business thrive in a down economy. Those are the things that business owners should really be focusing on once they've gotten their business off the ground. As soon as they can afford to bring somebody else in to help them grow, my recommendation is 100% bring somebody in as soon as you know you can afford it. 
it's so vital to grow your business. And how do you spend your time right now? How are you spending your time actually working on the business and strategizing about the business growth versus working in the business and, and playing a role of uh, fulfillment within the company? Things go up and down. You have to know as a business owner that your business isn't always going to be experiencing 563% growth year over year. And if you, if you go into a business thinking that it's going to be that way, then you, you are an optimist, but you, you might be going into it a little naive because it's really humbling to be a business owner and to know how to get through times that are really challenging, times that aren't as great as they were last year or the year before. You have to really know how to get through them without failing through it. You, you have to know how to really nitpick the details of why you got to that position, how, how you got into a you know, maybe not a growth spurt, but a little bit of a, a stagnant growth. And we've even, we've gone through that a couple of times. And I think playing the role of motivator in your business is above and beyond a very, very important skill to have. If you, if you don't have a positive attitude and you don't know how to motivate your employees, it's going to be really, really hard if times get to be really challenging that's when you'll, you'll lose employees. And one of the first things that I tell new employees is I'm not an easy person to work for, So you're going to work with me. And you might see me cleaning the toilet or doing dishes, or you might see me helping in the warehouse or making a sales call or talking to Procter & Gamble about a partnership. I have so many different levels of ownership and so many different layers of experience because I started this business, I know every part of it. And I think that that's really important as a business owner to keep up with all of the changes that your business will go through and to not always just put it in somebody else's hands. For me personally, I think it's vital to, to know how each of those pieces of your business function and how they all function together to form a well-oiled machine. You have said that it's very important to put a lot of emphasis on customer service and excellent customer service in your business. And on top of that, you really tout a family business type of an environment and a family business type of a focus for how you run your company. Can you talk about all of those and how all those sort of mix up into the culture of Mama Bargains? So family first. Mama Bargains, we're obviously, we're a mom, kid, and baby company. So we come from being parents, and many of our employees have children of their own. We have a couple of single moms. We have brand-new moms. We have newlyweds who are looking to start a family. I think many employees come to us knowing that we are very, very family-oriented. Your family will always come first. If you have something going on at home, by all means, please go take care of your family business. I really want our employees to feel like they can be truthful with me. If they need a day off because they're completely exhausted and they've been working customer service for three weeks straight and they've worked overtime because it's the holidays and we've been really busy over the holidays, then please take a day off. Go hang out with your daughter. Go be with your family. Do something for you today because you deserve it. So customer service is so tricky. And the reason why I say it's tricky is because we we think a little bit outside of the box at Mama Bargain. We know we value our customers so much and we value their opinion and we want their feedback and we really want to know how they feel. You are never going to get a candy-coated answer at Mama Bargain. You are never going to get somebody that beats around the bush. 
you are just going to get a customer service person that just tells it to you how it is. And even though you might not like the answer, this is the legitimately honest answer. You are not going to get a corporate response that is a pre-drafted cookie-cutter answer. You are getting people that are they're taking their time out for every single customer service response. And they are taking time to respond to you as a human being. Not They're not responding to your issue as a cookie-cutter issue. They're responding to you because you are a human being and you took the time and the money to spend with Mama Bargains and, and come to us and we want them to trust us. We want them to know that no matter what you ask us or what you come to us with, you will always know that you will get a 100% solid, square, truthful answer from Mama Bargains. And, and sometimes that even means you know what? Your product is late shipping to you because the vendor's son got hit in the face with a baseball bat and he was in the hospital for five days. The vendor is a stay-at-home mom who really wanted to be at the hospital with her son during his injury. And because Mama Bargains is a family-run, family-based, so family-centric business, those kinds of things do happen. We work with a lot of companies that are stay-at-home mom companies. They're new businesses that are getting up off the ground and they're learning They're learning how to balance their family life with their business. And we're here to, to help them learn how to do that in the best manner possible. And we're also here to help our customers understand that, look, we are really trying to support mom-run businesses here. We really want mom-based businesses to thrive in this economy. And we need your help. We really need your help and your understanding to help their business grow. Jessica, your business is solely based on making sure that people get to your website and actually purchase your product. So, so much of your time and energy has to go into your internet marketing strategies, keeping up on SEO, keeping up on uh, where you guys are in the social media space. Can you talk about your internet marketing strategy and how you guys execute that and continue to stay on top of that? One of the things that we've really focused on is making sure that most of our marketing strategies are coming from within. And what I'm getting at is Facebook, for example. Facebook is notorious for making very regular, frequent changes to the structure of their website and how you're able to post and how you're able to advertise and how you're truly able to reach your demographic, your fans. Mama Bargains has struggled with Facebook mostly because our Facebook fan base, it's only around, it's 136,000 right now. Those fans are all 100% organic. We've never purchased fans. We've, we've never done anything of the sort that would help our fan base grow. We've advertised with Facebook to help our fan base grow, but we have never actually gone out and sought to purchase fans, which a lot of big businesses do. Every single time they change how we are able to reach our fans, it impacts us. And most of the times it impacts us negatively. So it can become a real challenge trying to keep up with all of the different social media avenues and how they're changing and evolving amongst themselves. So we have had to really focus on driving more of our sales and our marketing from within. Our internal newsletters, for example. Each time the product switches, you can sign up for a newsletter. And you will get a newsletter each time the product has switched. There are many things that a business can do to keep some of the marketing 
a little bit closer to home, like our apps, for example. We built them. They were built by our developers. And every time the product switches, if you have your notifications turned on, you will get a notification that the product has switched. That's what I mean by more internal marketing. We have control over our apps. We have control over those notifications, when they go out, what they say, how often they're sent out. That is something that we have control over. So as soon as we get all of those inner pieces, those inner core pieces functioning properly and working in unison with each other, then we start focusing on all of the exterior marketing pieces like Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram, advertising on Google. Uh, Google last year made at least four to five different very large updates, Google Panda, um, Google Penguin, Google Hummingbird. Those updates hurt our website. It is a constantly growing, continually evolving process that you'll never stop learning from. And that's why it's so exciting. And that's what keeps me interested. And it keeps my husband interested. And it keeps our employees interested. You obviously have done such a great job and are a really good example of utilizing a company to just really have fun and play in the company and learn and grow and really be able to provide value to the community out there. So with that being said, I want to really wrap up with what's your vision for this company? Where are you going to be? What do you want to continue to do? And how do you want to continue to to utilize this company as, as what it sounds like is a playground for you? We want to be one of the go-to sites for moms to really find good deals on products that they know are tried and tested by moms. And the vision that we have for our company is one that involves more moms working for Mama Bargains. Even our moderators, they're all moms. Every mom that you see on Facebook that's moderating, they're all stay-at-home moms. They're really good at being moms. They're great at being parents. They're great at understanding, and they're maybe not always great at patience, but they try because that's what a mom does. And that's what we want our business to do is be patient and persistent. And we really want moms to come to us knowing that who's behind the company, their parents, their parents, just like us. They're not some big corporate conglomerate that just wants your cash. They want to pass all the savings literally to the penny, every savings on to you that they can possibly pass on to you. And they're working their hardest to bring you really good deals and to be the best deal site for you, not just for the actual products and the actual purchase, but for everything behind it. Everything that it comes from is natural and grassroots and bootstrapped and organically grown. And we're all just like every other parent out there. We're sitting in our bathroom looking, looking for a reprieve from our kids while we're on the phone on an important phone call. And I don't know that many of the other you know, larger deal sites out there have owners behind those companies that are that way. Well, Jessica, the personality and the passion that you have for this company and for the deals and value that you're creating for the moms out there is very, very obvious. And uh, it's it's everywhere in your business. So thank you so much for taking your time out here with us today and for being able to share your story with, with all of our listeners. Yes, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. MamaBargains.com. Wasn't that such a cool concept? I mean, how cool was her dream of Mamazon? I mean, just such a great way to actually 
get the inspiration for the business and to build it out so successfully. If you loved what you heard, then share the Business Women Rock podcast with one friend who you know would really gain from hearing this information from other great business women. And if you haven't done it yet, I would so sincerely appreciate a rating on iTunes. The more ratings we have, the more comments we have, the more it allows the Business Women Rock podcast to get right in front of millions and millions of people who are coming into iTunes to listen to really great podcasts. I'll see you on the next episode and keep on rocking.